everyone. Thank you for joining the Abide Bible Club podcast. I'm here with my brother-in-law, Caleb, his wife, Dealey, and their daughter, Hosanna, who just turned seven months old. No, eight months old. My bad. And uh, we got your questions. Uh, well, you could say hi hey, if you hello. want. Hi. <laughs> Good to be here. And um, thank you for all those that did turn in questions, and we hope that um, we can encourage you and your families with um, not only just as brothers and sisters in the Lord, but also just um, uh, for their story and how it's impacted them and how they're still glorifying the Lord in it. Um, we'll start with the first one. Uh, some of them I wanted to ask you guys mm -hmm. so that other people would know. Um, but part of your story is that you guys met through the National Bible Bee, mm -hmm. and Hosanna has something to say about that. <laughs> Um, do you guys want to share just a little bit how that happened? Mm. Yeah, do you want to start? Or? Yes. Okay. So the National Bible Bee, Mari's probably mentioned it on here before, but it's a competition where 7 to 18-year-olds come from all over the nation. And so Caleb was coming from North Dakota and I was coming from Tennessee. And we ended up competing against each other in Florida and then in Texas. And then we volunteered together at the National Bible Bee. And it was as volunteers that we ended up spending more time together and then reconnected after that and eventually here we are <laughs> yes yeah we dated long distance for about was it a year or a little over a year yes, yeah yeah i mean it depends on, on it. yeah it <laughs> was kind of like unofficial that. then official and grew more intentional and then we um visited each other several times within that and got engaged in fall of 2019 at the Bible Bee, again, um, visiting there, and uh, yeah, I got married in May of 2020. And um, because you guys have both competed in the Bible Bee and you guys both won, I wanted to ask you how much of the Bible have you uh, memorized? This is a, yeah, I'll go first with this one. <laughs> I was thinking about that. It's, I mean, for one thing, a disclaimer that I've not, I'm not current on a lot of the verses <laughs> word for word, but um, I think the most I had memorized at one point was about 2,000 verses. Wow. So um, different books, different years, you know, and um, so currently we're working on the book of Romans with a bunch of Bible Bee alumni and uh, different kind of rotating through learning different books and trying to review as much as we can. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess for me, it's, there's a big difference between like what I have memorized at some point versus what I have you know memorized all at one time. So, I think you know 900 to 1,000 was probably the most that I ever had like at one time that I could recite word perfect. But um, currently, I've gotten back into a, an app just to review, and so it's far from the level of perfection. But I think I have like 3,700 something current on there right now. Oh, wow. So, so mostly epistles and then Matthew and John. Okay. So does Dealey know more than Caleb? Or? Yes. <laughs> I would say she does. Yeah. And what's, Definitely. what's the app that you use to review? It's called Bible Memory. Okay. <laughs> Pretty basic. Yeah, Chris has that, so I was wondering if it's the yes. same one. Awesome. And, uh, with, and Hosanna will memorize verses in the future, I'm sure. Um what does that process look like for you? Like if someone, if someone's listening and they've never tried to memorize verses or they don't think they can, 
Um, I always say, you know, we, we can memorize song lyrics and addresses and directions and recipes. Like we can, God created our mind to do that. But how do you guys um, do that um, at home? So currently, since I'm in more of a review season rather than memorizing new things, it is more just with the app or reading it out loud a few times until it starts coming back. But when I was learning you know, new things for the first time, a lot of times I would like cover up line by line as I would like repeat part of it until I could get that and then add a little bit more and just go phrase by phrase until I had it word perfect. I think for me, a combination of looking at it in print and then reading it out loud helps me to get all as many senses as you can involved. Yes, mine is very similar for learning verses is I, I usually had a kind of a, a system of like I would memorize or I wouldn't I would start by just reading the whole passage maybe out loud or something and then start with just little chunk by little chunk whatever it took you know if I tried a whole verse or a whole line to recite it from memory but that was too hard then I just go to like a half a line or, a, you know, a couple words. And then once I get that down, then build upon that. Yeah. When I was in Bible B, um, we, you know, we, I'd have the verses on me at almost all times. You yeah. know, you could drive in the car and have someone quiz you on the verses. Or uh, even, you know, you can, st- you can stick it in one of those uh, sheet protectors and have a paper and tape it to the, to the, glass on the shower and just like memorize in the shower too and so or even a sandwich bag works yeah yeah (laughs) different methods yeah um i know we're talking about like oh the importance of memorizing or or how to memorize but i wanted to ask why is it important to memorize scripture and how has it helped you in your walk with the lord i I guess i'll go on that one um (laughs) for me i think memorizing scripture um, is one of the many ways that you can put it into you. Um, cause I think any contact with the word of God is very transformative because, you know, as Isaiah says, it's, it's, it does not return empty. Um, and it's, you know, another verse says it's living and active. And so it does a work on us. It doesn't just, it's not just information. It's a unique book in that sense. And so I would say for me, it's helped me to, um, really, um, you know, the, the verses just come to mind whenever um, I'm dealing with different questions about God or, or even life. And, and uh, so that's been one of the benefits that it's really, um, you know, been helpful for memorizing. Hmm. Yeah, so it's a good way to just stock up, kind of like even if you're not you know, going through something at it, you know, you feel like you really need that right now, just even in the good seasons to you know, get stocked up on scripture so that it's there when you need it. <laughs> And it also just helps bring home like the importance of repetition because I think that's something that in Christianity, or at least some like branches of Christianity, that can kind of get downplayed where we want new experiences and keeping everything fresh. But um, thinking about this recently, G.K. Chesterton talks about repetition. Rep- sorry, G.K. <laughs> Chesterton talks about repetition in his book Orthodoxy and kind of like how that exists in nature and it's a sign of life rather than death. And definitely see that having a baby now, how she likes the same things over and over again because she hasn't gotten bored of them. And so like, scripture memory is the way that you know, even as adults, we can keep that repetition in our lives and remind ourselves that like, this isn't pointless just because I've heard it before. Yeah. And I'm sure it's 
you know, a lot of people probably think, oh, a Bible competition, then you'd probably think the, you know, the Bible memorizing is for, you know, to compete with, but it's, um, and, or it could affect their personal relationship with the Lord and his word. But, um, I think it goes to show, especially with, uh, your family that I've met and come to know and how just in love they, how, how much they are, uh, loving the Lord and his truth and that they can discern his truth from his lies. And, um, and I know that many people, if, uh, we all put it into practice, then I think we'd come out much stronger, um, uh, having his word in our hearts as the Lord wants us to, um, our friend Janae, yeah, we like Janae, don't we? Um, our friend Janae, who's also a Bible Bee contestant, uh, she wanted to ask, what's the best piece of advice you have ever been given? <laughs> I think it's hard to choose like a general piece of advice for yeah. life. But um, it's maybe like one for marriage, one for parenting. Um, I might say with marriage, our advice that we've gotten about communication and you know, listening to each other, making sure we understand rather than just having a response, just all of that has been helpful. And then with parenting, all of the advice to relax is probably the best <laughs> advice we've gotten. Because she's good at letting us know if something's not right and generally don't have to stress as much as we tend to. Yeah. As much as I tend to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I can be very prone to stress and anxiety as well. And I think on that note, I think one of the best pieces of advice I've heard was um, live in the moment, just mm. moment by moment. And uh, you know, even say to yourself, you know, moment or something yeah. just to kind of bring you back to this present moment mm. is really helpful. Yeah. Chris always says to me, like, we shouldn't always have to look forward to the next thing, you know. Mm. We should be content in where God has us now and what he's trying to do right now, you know. Because um, there won't always be a next thing to look forward to. Um, so I think that's pretty good. Um, and something else, uh, we're going to kind of switch gears here. Um, someone asked some questions and you were uh, willing to talk about it at Bible B with alumni. And I wish I got to hear it, but hopefully you can share with us now. Uh, just your mental health journey. And so the f there's a couple questions with this, so I'll ask the first two. Um, how did Caleb know he was diagnosed with OCD? And how has he coped knowing he has that diagnosis? And how has God used it to further his kingdom? Mm. Yes, so um, when I was 17 years old, so about uh, 2015, um, I just started... Um, losing a lot of sleep, um, couldn't, uh, had a difficulty communicating and, uh, started, uh, not thinking quite very logically. And, uh, eventually that, um, got worse and worse and we had to, to look into solutions. And so, um, I ended up going into the hospital and, uh, and getting treated. And at that time I got diagnosed with both, um, bipolar disorder and OCD. Um, so the bipolar was more just because that was kind of what happened, but the OCD is more the underlying, I feel the, the, what's going on and that's been with me even to this day. So a lot of, uh, scrupulosity, which basically means, uh, worrying about religious things. Am I good enough for God and perfectionism and that kind of thing is really where it challenges me the most. So I guess coping with that, um, it's, it's been really helpful to think that the label 
of OCD is not who I am. I am not OCD. I have OCD as a part of me, but it's not who I am. You know, my identity, of course, is in Christ and not in my uh, diagnosis. Um, And so that's been really helpful. And then I guess, what was the third one, third part? Um, It says, uh, how has God used it to further the Mm. Lord's kingdom? Mm, Yes. It has definitely um, hammered home the things that I only knew in my head um, to make it very experiential. Um, I think recently, the most recent bouts with this OCD has um, showed me that even when it seems very dry and very dark, um, the feelings aren't there, that I feel like God has forsaken me or abandoned me, mm-hmm. that that doesn't take away from the fact that God is with me, mm-hmm. that I can, it's, it sure helps to know things when you're in those situations, to know against scripture and to know what God actually teaches, even when your feelings aren't there with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say another way God has used it is just once Caleb has opened up about it, people reaching out to him because it can be such a lonely place. And so even you know, people who don't know him very well still wanting to, you know, to connect with him about this because it's just nice to have someone to talk to who knows what you're going through. Mm. Yeah, and... Um, I, I can ask you now, but mm. if there's anyone out there who probably has either similar or kind of the same thing uh, in their own lives or maybe someone they know, um, is it okay that if you want to talk to him, we can mm-hmm. work that out <laughs> maybe? Oh, yes. Or yes. Um, uh, just uh, message us on, uh, or actually email us, abideclub at yahoo.com, and we can get Caleb to... Uh, talk to you or answer any questions that you may have um what's some encouragement that you could share to anyone um or daily to of anyone who's in those shoes Mm. as well yes i I would say one big thing um i might be stealing from what daily shared on the alumni uh meeting discussion but um is not necessarily to think that because you have that the reason you have this mental illness is because you're failing to trust the Lord mm. or anything like that. Sometimes things just happen. Biochemistry in our brains, they just don't work. If you had a broken leg, um, you wouldn't say necessarily, oh, you're just not trusting the Lord enough. It's it's really not broken. It's, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, we can always grow spiritually and, and get better at overcoming our anxieties. But especially in the case of a mental illness, just to take comfort in the fact that God is going to work even through this, that Mm. he is um, actually maybe even allowing it to happen to you so that you can be a testimony. So that one thing that I've thought of is, you know, God harvest my sorrows so that it can be used for your kingdom and your glory. And I think God can do that in any of your lives out there who are um, dealing with the same thing. Mm. Yeah, we live in a fallen world and God didn't intend things to be this way or whatever diagnosis you may have uh, or someone you know has um, that wasn't his intention but God's still working as he is working through this fallen world Um, thank you for sharing that Um, there was another question to it um, and was Caleb scared of getting an official diagnosis if he did get one as it may or may not impact his career of being a pastor and um, Caleb will be going to uh, seminary in Indiana in March, or they'll be moving in March, but they'll be starting, he'll be starting next fall. Um, but anything that you have mm. to share about that? Yes. Um, 
I think I was. Um, and talking with my parents and being very cautious at first about how open to be with my diagnosis, um, you know, because there is still a lot of uh, misunderstandings about it. And sometimes when people hear that you have a mental health disorder, you're, you can be afraid that, you know, they're not going to understand, they're not going to, uh, you know, validate that or whatever. Um, but I noticed uh, slowly as I overcame that fear over over time, um, I noticed just how much people came around me and really, you know, were thankful and even even thankful for, for me sharing, but also just very comforting and um, encouraging. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, the last question we have is from Danica, who will be a soon-to-be Hoverson uh, this year, and she wanted to ask, how has having a child changed your relationship mm-hmm. as a married couple and what do you do to stay intentional with your relationship? Mm. It's definitely changed it in a lot of ways just because I guess the like the time commitment for nothing. Hosanna's clapping. <laughs> you made a difference. Uh, do you want to share something here? How did you change our marriage? <laughs> she has her tongue sticking out looking at the phone. <laughs> um, yes, just not having as much time or flexibility to just let's go on a date or do something spontaneous and so I think we do have to be a little bit more intentional and like okay she's napping what what are we gonna do Mm. not that we use every nap to do that kind of thing but some of them and you know grabbing those opportunities when they do come and appreciating each other as parents um is also a neat way to grow in our marriage as we see each other serving in a new way that's very beautiful yes i i would just echo that that you know i think Dealey made a good point when she said one time that um you know it it having a child doesn't mean that the um you don't have time for important things it just means that that may not come when you want it you know <laughs> can't do it when you want to but you will get time there is time and uh just to learn to be patient and uh, and really, you know, loving another person who's depending on you for their survival. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for sharing and sharing especially your story, Caleb, and um, taking your time out and especially your time, Hosanna. <laughs> yes. Um, but as our ministry is called Abide, I wanted to ask, how do you abide in Christ personally or together as a couple? Um, so that you can encourage those who are probably, they, they, they love the Lord, but they're not sure how or not sure how to take time out of their day to spend in the word, if there's any, or anything else you want to share. Yes, I'd say like through daily Bible reading and being in a local church are probably the biggest things that we last year I guess we're switching plans now with it being 2022 but last year we went through a book called the treasury of daily prayer together and it had a psalm old testament reading and new testament reading and so we would just read those together and have a short discussion time like depending on how much time we had available that day and so that was a neat way to you know spend time together but also just soak in some of God's word and then church being kind of where all of that is flowing from in the you know, on Sundays. Yes, um, it's really helpful to have something that's manageable so that the habit can become 
a habit and not just be something that fluctuates up and down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And renewing your mind with memorizing scripture through that, that the Bible memory app or your Romans uh, group that you're doing. I think that's really cool. Huh, Hosanna. <laughs> well, thank you guys for sharing and thank you all for listening. Um, thank you else? for having us. Yeah, yes, thank definitely. You. And happy new year, everyone. Um, we hope to, uh, uh, we hope it encouraged you to listen and please share with anyone that uh, you think would be motivated by it and challenged. And please feel free to email us, abideclub at yahoo.com, if you wanted to talk to Caleb more about his uh, journey with uh, OCD and bipolar and all that. Um, but yeah, thank you all for tuning in and uh, we hope that you will listen next time.